0: Welcome to Peppershock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now, here's your host, Ray Allen.
1: Welcome to the Marketing Expedition podcast. I'm Ray Allen, your host. And today with me, I have Brooke. And Brooke, tell me a little bit about you and, and what you do.
0: Hi, Ray. I'm super excited to be here. Let's see, so many things. I. Right now, um, have not only a digital marketing business, I'm a web developer by trade, and I'm also a podcast producer and host myself. So, yes. so we're, we're going to be talking later. Yeah. Or is, pod
1: swapping. Do you do you say pod swapping? I mean, or swap casting. This is only the it's second spelled. time I've done this, so right? <laughs> I think it's a swap
0: cast, but it's also like for us, we're kind of doing two kind of separate. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I would call it a swap cast or okay. like a, yeah whatever we want to call it. Yeah, it's we, the Ray we, and Brooke show. That's right. That's really all it is. <laughs> yes. um, Brickley C. And, and what's your, the name of your company? So Jayla digital, okay. um, is my web development. It's, it's sort of a digital marketing framework kind of service. And so we do like SEO and, um, some of the stuff that I've been helping you guys with. Um, right. and I have a couple of other clients that, um, really just a lot of backend stuff. Um, which people forget that nobody cares about your website if they can't find it right so that's that's our little tagline you do
1: all the things that we don't want to do and you make everything that we do that makes all the you know the graphics and the content you make it all work
0: exactly that's that's what we need
1: you for (laughs) exactly
0: exactly (laughs) this is going to be an amazing partnership i'm super excited about it um we can definitely talk more about the project we're working on but I'm also kind of following in some of your footsteps, to be honest, like speaking on stages and talking about the stuff that I feel like I'm an expert in because I've lived it, not necessarily the things that, you know, I've gone to school for, but just my life experience, because the podcast is called Mental Wellness Life. um, And I talk about living with mental illness and how I'm able to live successfully with it. So we're gonna get into that later. Yes, but yes. I do a lot of stuff. I'm a single mom. I love people. I have a lot of friends. I have a full life, so that's yes. my deal. And tell me about your background. Where did you yeah. come from?
1: Because <laughs> I know you're not Idaho, no. homegrown, but nope. you came but here.
0: I born and raised in Chicago, in the suburbs, and then I went to college at Northern Illinois University. They did play BSU, so every time I talk uh-huh. about it. People are like, cause where's Northern Illinois? Well, they played BSU. I think it was like four or five years ago in some bowl game. Uh-huh. I didn't even know about it. I'm not a football person. Uh-huh. Uh, but I remember getting texts from people like your school sucks. Oh, like, no. What are you even talking about? <laughs> so I went to Northern Illinois university, studied computer science. Um, when I was 16, so that was in the mid nineties, I got my first look at a computer and it was like, I just knew from then on out, that's what I wanted to be. I was a nerd from day one. <laughs> in so, a good, Nerd in a good way. Yes. yes. A total <laughs> like girl geek Yeah, and went to college, um, computer science school, didn't realize how technical it was going to be. So when I got to like machine code and assembler and all of that, I was like, Oh crap. Like what did I get myself into? Oh. And then kind of Just kind of did my thing for a while in the city. Um, Lived downtown Chicago for almost eight years before moving to Idaho. Were Um, there there
1: a lot of other girls, I mean, other females in your class. Yeah, things were different
0: back then. Yeah, You know, because now for the last few years in Idaho, I've been a part of this like, you know, women in tech kind of thing. And this, which a lot of us are kind of like, this is, it's not a thing anymore. Like, let's stop making it a thing. But back then you would have thought yeah, it was, it was more men than women, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it was really equal because it was so new. Like yeah. everything was so new in the computer world that it wasn't men and women. It was just computer science right. and it was people trying things out and wanting to know more. And so there, yeah, I think the majority was men, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't a thing back just then. Just Didn't even cross your mind. Uh-uh. It, no, you? yeah. not at all. Yeah. And then I moved here. That's a story in itself, but just know that... Here, Boise, um, Boise, you moved to Boise. I moved I to have. Boise in 2004, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It took a while for me to like... Because it wasn't the plan. I wasn't planning on staying, and then oh. I had my son, okay. and he had other plans. Of course, the universe had other plans. Yes. What an amazing place to raise a child, to become an entrepreneur. Like, But the culture shock, I'm still, 16 years later, in <sighs> complete culture shock. It's so, so different here, just... We've talked about this, even in the business world and in the women in tech world, it's just very, very different. It's very politically different. You know, I've had to really come up with like how to navigate through this world here because it's just so different. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I found my people years later and was like, I I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So I spent almost seven years at a corporate office here for Albertsons Mm -hmm. um, when it was owned by Super Value. In their tech support, Um, I did some programming and and stuff like that, but mostly it was tech support. It was me. Um, I loved the idea of bridging the gap between the the super technical and the business side of things. And so then I I moved up the ranks and I was training people and... You
1: could do geek speak and layman's terms and and make it all happen and mix it up
0: and make it work. And I feel like that's the basis of everything I've done since then is this idea that... Yes, I'm super technical and I can understand, you know, the the most technical thing, but but my love for people and my ability to connect with people, that's where my skill really lies, is being able to like provide this technical service to people by way of explaining things the right way and not letting it go over their head or feel stupid about it. So okay. Good. I started a business in 2010 um, called Tech Savvy. Uh, while I was still working, mm-hmm. um, I kind of am grateful that Superval- moonlighting, right? Yeah, yes. I was moonlighting. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe very strongly that you cannot quit your job to go start a business unless you have just tons of money in the bank. You just, you have to keep your day job. You, yeah. If you're going to start a side hustle, even back then, that was nine years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, my business was all self-funded, so I had to keep that day job. And so it was all computer repair. We started you know, I had a couple of people helping me, um, my ex-husband, mm-hmm. ex-boyfriend at the time, I guess would help. And we just realized that we did this regularly for people like, you know, helping people with their computers on the side. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we need to make money at this. You start charging your yeah, and family. Like, this for- is ridiculous. He'd be like, yeah, we'll come over and fix your computer for a case of beer. And I'd be like, you know, I don't want to spend my Sunday, like helping people with their, you know, stuff at home. So I started the business it grew very rapidly yes. and a little, a lot of people needed
1: PC repairs. Yes. <laughs> and we
0: built computers and it sort of turned more into a, a hardware repair. Gotcha. And we were like, um, you know, just because you are good at something doesn't necessarily mean you should do it because mm. it became unprofitable. It was mm. a very difficult, um, transition at the end there. It was about th- three and a half years later. Um, cause I did quit my corporate job and went full time and it was, it just blew up. It was a yeah. huge success. I think our second year, I had a, a like $175,000 year in computer repair. And yeah. that was like, that was revenue. But I mean, we had a huge profit margin. So it was very successful until there was no profit. And so or I closed up the shop because there was a physical shop mm-hmm. um, where people could come in. And then I I kind of disbanded everything and started doing IT repair, like IT support Mm -hmm. for small businesses. And that was pretty cool. And it was just me um, and another employee. And then I got back into doing web development because it was just kind of one of those things that I realized this is where the money is. This Mm -hmm. is where, um, you know, I just like it more. (laughs) Um, And it's just the, where the future is going. The computers are all being, you know, built cheaper and cheaper and better. So Mm -hmm. there isn't a huge need for it. So when you're in business for yourself, if you don't move with the times and like change, especially in the tech world, Mm -hmm. because everything's moving so quickly. Um, and so I took a government contract and, and then that ended and it just kind of pushed me into this, you know, doing solopreneur, preneur kind of, almost freelance but i mean i do have two subcontractors that are awesome and now here i am and i know we're going to talk a little bit about how i get business and i thought about Mm -hmm. this today a lot because we're not really not exactly like full-blown you know just a business where stuff comes in all the time it's like you have to put yourself out there people are paying me for me and the service that i provide as a human being so so
1: as you've grown your website, web development, and SEO business, I mean, do you use some of the same services for your own as you do absolutely. for others?
0: absolutely, because that's the it's a whole like digital framework. And if I don't have the same stuff, how can I sell it to someone else? But I will say that because this whole idea of portfolio, people have noticed before that I don't have a portfolio on my website. And I don't quite believe in it like other people do. It may work for other agencies, but mm-hmm. I'm not an agency. Mm-hmm. And what worked for, let's say, my photographer client is not necessarily going to work for you, mm-hmm. my, you know, your your marketing expedition um, project that we're working on. Really, it wouldn't have anything to do with it. And not only that, like I said, people are paying me for, for me and my, um, the way that I do business and the Mm -hmm. way that I work with people and consult and that kind of stuff where
1: well a lot of what you do is on the back end and it's really the portfolio is not anything that people are going to necessarily see unless they want to read a bunch of code exactly (laughs) and I can
0: run reports and show like oh this person you know this this site went from this many clicks to that many clicks but like unless I can show you their revenue which I feel like would just take too much time it's sort of like (laughs) just believe me you know yes. like it it has to be a thing you have to have the back end seo you have to have right. the back end running um and so it it really is a matter of going in and showing where that particular client could benefit or will benefit from the back end programming. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily that I spend my time marketing myself by going to old clients and saying, "Hey, give me a review or do." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's important too, but that goes to that word of mouth. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of showing the like I spend a lot of time up front without even getting like paid up front. Right. Saying, "Let's look at your site. I'll go through and do a crawl on their site and say, this is what we could do mm-hmm. um, because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take me very long. Once you get to this point in your career, you can go through and do it quickly and say, you know, nine times out of 10, the person's going to hire you because you've done your due diligence. You've shown like what could happen. Sure. And I mean, if you do it right they they can't say no
1: yeah and we were talking earlier about accelerating word of mouth and how you yes. get people to talk about you yes and tell you tell others about you and what you've done for them so the clients that you've worked with before have have they been a source of new business for you?
0: yeah I think that over the last like year and a half I've done such big projects where it's not just like one-offs where it's like little websites mm-hmm. here and there I have done quite a few of those but yes, I would say the majority of the work that I get is because of my involvement in branding myself and going and meeting people and mm-hmm. going to not as many, you know, I talk about networking events, but you know, sometimes it's going out and like being at a, at a party mm-hmm. at an event and being like, Oh, this is what I do. Or this is what I do. It's not necessarily like a established networking, mm-hmm. you know, group, but it is, it's just, Word, literally my word of mouth to mm-hmm. people and meeting them places. And then, you know, sometimes it's just friends that are like, you've got to meet this girl. You know, you guys would really get along mm-hmm. because again, it all goes back to that. Does this person want me in their space, right. my physical energy in their space? Mm-hmm. And because it could be not a great fit. Mm-hmm. So that's how I really accelerate that is by, you know, just being everywhere all right, so I have another question for you. Okay. Who are some maybe mentors or people who've
1: influenced you along the way along your path?
0: Yeah,, oh, this is a good question. I am a huge Gary Vaynerchuk fan, and so obviously he's not really in the you know web development. They do probably a little bit of that, but just the way that he puts things where you need to give of yourself first and then ask for the sale. So when I talk about everyone's a salesperson and I'm a salesperson, and if you are an entrepreneur, you are immediately a salesperson, regardless of whether you have a sales manager, you have to sell yourself. So that's been a huge influence. Um, Other people like locally, our friend Megan Mm -hmm. has been a big influence even before her and I became friends. And I will also say this, I have known about you for a while (laughs) (laughs) and I've kind of followed like you know, you're just the way that you do things. and I think women entrepreneurs need to be aware of the other women entrepreneurs, whether you mm-hmm. are you know them or not, I mean, it's just all going to fall into place. So I think there's there's mentors that I've had that have helped in different ways, not just the tech mm-hmm. world, but mostly it's because when we are super geeky and nerdy, some <laughs> of the social skills can be like right. lost on us. And as much as people think, Oh, you're such an extrovert. And, you know, you, you do all of these things. There are times where I have to like, remember that I'm also a business person mm-hmm. and I've got to, you know, I got to keep the cursing to a minimum, you know, I've got to like, <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm trying to follow along with like a lot of people that, that I watch, you know, uh, a close friend of mine, Maureen O'Toole has mm-hmm. been a huge mentor just in life, like how to treat people. So I guess I'm trying to learn from everyone that I come across. Mm-hmm. I really am. Mm-hmm. But for business-wise, I like the way that 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 idea of giving away content, whatever that is for you, and then asking for the sale. Like what mm-hmm. is it in, you know, that I'm giving to somebody that's helping them that they want and then and then we talk about how they pay me for my services.
1: So what makes the most ideal client for you?
0: That is a really good question. And I think all web designers and developers will agree with me when I want a client that has a very clear vision and knows exactly what the end product is, but doesn't want to get involved in that minutia. Like let me, that's my job and know that if you don't have the content ready that I will find someone to do it. You know, like I'm I'm like a general contractor and I'll find a graphics person or I'll, you know, work Mm -hmm. with an agency like yours. But somebody who knows exactly what they want from it, understands that there's going to be some kinks that we need to work out, but is ready to work. Mm -hmm. So many people have that vision and they're visionaries and that's great. And I'm really good at taking that vision and saying, all right, this is step one. But if if they're not really ready to step off and get it done, because a giant digital framework, you know, to put that together is a huge deal. It's like, all of a sudden, you're going to be everywhere. The internet is everywhere. Yeah. And so once I create this framework for you, it's everywhere. Right. And you got to, you know, corral it somehow, but you've got to be ready. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily have to have all the content ready, but you've gotta like let the process flow and, and understand that as soon as I, you know, as soon as I take that job, I'm off and running. Like mm-hmm. there's no waiting, there's no nothing. So my perfect client would be someone who is ready to go and has perfectly clear idea of what they want and let me execute it for them.
1: Good. Excellent. So And that's kind of what we are doing now with the Marketing Expedition membership and subscription model that we're going to be putting out there for our
0: members. And not to be weird, but you literally are the best client because (laughs) you just, I mean, literally have so much content that I was like, okay, I need this, this, and this. Oh, here's a Google Drive. And I'm like, oh, this is so great. Like, this is so perfect. There's no changes. It's like, you just know what you want it's just going to be amazing we work well together i mean that would have been a thing like maybe i could have done all the technical work but if we didn't really fit together right. what's you got to drive yeah you can't do yeah, it. yeah you have to drive yeah. and that idea of like the overarching project for you it, there's there's so many different facets to it for us that i was like okay let's get started because you're you're visionary and <laughs> i will get you started but you've already Sort of gotten over that hump. I feel like I could get started even faster because you've already start. You've already mm-hmm. got your your shit together. Like you already have <laughs> all of the things that that need to get started, and I can just pull from that. Mm-hmm. So it, that's really great. Yeah, when yeah. there's content ready to go, I think that's, yeah, that's key. It is.
1: Or for us, because we help put content together, or we'll right. do the design, or we'll do the upfront work. For exactly. us, it's like helping the client get that together and then giving that to you to then navigate and make it all happen and make it show up so that people can search it. Exactly.
0: (laughs) There's so much behind it. Like like I said, it doesn't matter what the the colors and the images and how pretty it is. If it doesn't have the right code behind it, if your video doesn't have the right meta tags, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Like if there's no Google Analytics, I mean, I could get all up into the technical piece of it, but just know that this is for your listeners that like, if that's not all behind it and I'm not saying go and hire an expensive web developer, just right. there's plugins, hey, there's no, all that
1: flash sites. And we yeah. looks so pretty, right. but if no one can find you, then right. what's the point? And then what know?
0: happened? Flash went away. So <laughs> like you were absolutely right. Flash
1: is not supported.
0: Nope. Don't even try it. Don't even try it. But yeah. that is definitely part of that. Like perfect client for me is I love photography, photographers, mm-hmm. tattoo artists, people who have their own, like their art is right. their content. Mm-hmm. All I need to do is is put a blank slate and and not be fancy with it. A web designer, because there's definitely a difference, yes. um, is going to want to put all that stuff together. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who loved Flash in the back, you know, <laughs> way back in the day. Yes. Um, yes. So. Well, and
1: we have our designers who like to make the, the uh, content and, right. you know, make it look good and, right. you know. Keep to the brand standards, but exactly. it all has to work together and be functional and, yep. you know, findable and yeah,
0: exactly. yeah
1: and, and a pleasing, you know, to the eye. So that way people want to come back to it and right. gain more information. so And it
0: is, it's like a, it's yeah. all, it's a... It's a, it's a collaboration it's it's the consulting it's sort of like I can then go to a graphic designer and be like look that yellow that you think looks great on print is not going to look good on the web Mm -hmm. and it's what did that take us five minutes to get to that decision you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like but if you if you have somebody who's not as I don't know versed in the back end It's going to take longer to get to the
1: right thing. And now we're saying, you know, design mobile first because people will look at your cell phones. (laughs) uh, They'll look at the website on the cell phone prior to them even maybe not even looking at it on yes. a desktop or a laptop or yes. you know so mobile device responsive design is yes. is huge and now with the way people are looking at social media we create videos with all of the subtext because right. people won't listen to the audio exactly. and just same thing with websites like if you make your your website friend you know mobile friendly and right. um you know visual to where people can read it or listen to it or yeah read the subtitles or it's so you know true (laughs) It's so
0: true. And I think people out there, like, they don't realize how important video is, but it is definitely, Mm -hmm. we're like on the cusp and it's not as easy to just create a video that is potent. I don't Mm -hmm. know how else to say it. When social media came around, it's like, yeah, that's great. You can put video out and it it allows you to create content, Mm -hmm. but it's so saturated that now it is that creative video with the subtitles. Yeah.
1: You know good storytelling yes. and even storytelling without even having to audio. So, making it audio agnostic is, is huge right. now, and being able to get it out there so where people more and more people can see it, right? And like you said, the metadata meta that's behind it, right? So that it can be seen more is, right. is helpful. And then all of the digital advertising we've, we've seen a huge shift in ad spend from traditional methods to yes. online and, and more and more. And then, um, we're, we're doing the new marketing trends for the new year, everywhere. right? And one of the big trends. That is really becoming more and more is being able to have the right type of messaging that can u- be utilized for all of the voice command. So Google, all Alexa, oh my gosh, exactly. everything, yeah. So exactly, that's, that's such a huge another, thing. Yeah. Like
0: we could talk for <laughs> hours about this, and I, maybe yeah. maybe we do another one where. I explained to people that like the everything is now question based. So it used to be keywords where you know you'd search on Google like, you know, best taco restaurant, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, Mexican restaurant. And now it's, you know, hey Google and it's all question based. Right. So if your SEO does not like have I, that
1: I can't help with that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I Oh, I answer. have Google. Oh yeah, by the my way. god.
0: <laughs> that is so funny.
1: I should've <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way google's listening google right is now. listening
0: just so you know okay google say hello <laughs> i think it's hey google isn't Hi it there.
1: what
0: can i do for the nicest person i know <laughs> you're oh, the
1: nicest person that's what oh, she thinks, google
0: you're you you're nice okay. too yeah you
1: can say okay or, or hey, hey. And then what is Siri? Siri is like, uh, hey, Siri. And is then it? I think so. I don't know. I, I forgot my phone at home today. I the, think you can just <laughs> say Siri. Maybe so. I don't know. I don't I'm know. not an and iPhone And then Alexa. Percent. I don't have Alexa, but I know. <laughs> That's just saying Alexa. Yeah.
0: That's a big thing, too. Like, we're both a part of that um, She Podcast group. And there was somebody on there that posted about, hey, did you know that Alexa is not hearing you when you, when you say, like, play this podcast? So Apple just released... Into the Alexa um, world, their whole like data background. So I don't know how else to say it. Right. Where, she, so she went on there and said, Hey, if you guys want me to, uh, you know, put the name of your podcast and I'll check it. So I did. And thankfully, Alexa knows my podcast. Yeah. But for a lot of those that don't have like, you know natural mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. it doesn't find it so mm-hmm. it's still in this like cusp of you've got to make sure that the words you're using are so, they're just so important right. there's so much to say about right. it yeah, we're ready to. Well, th-
1: yeah. Speaking of your <laughs> podcast, that was a good transition. Uh, we should probably because we are swap casting. Yeah, uh, sw- I can't even say it. Swap casting. Swapping. Whatever. Pod swapping. <laughs> I don't know. Pod swapping. I was trying to say it all at once, but
0: uh... <laughs> kind of like swap cast. So let's get started on that. Um, <laughs> this one, you know, we again maybe we revisit this because it is a little. It's tricky to 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 get to the root of of how you're feeling. Um, I of course am very open. I will, I will have done a, um, an intro, but so let's just dive right in. Okay. Um, my, for your listeners, my podcast is called mental wellness life and I started it in February based on the fact that I've lived successfully with mental illness my entire adult life. And I've been very open about it. And I've had people say like, you should write a book or you should tell your story somehow. Well, of course with the voice, uh, I thought podcasting is the way to go. Right. And it, it immediately got global attention. Um, Twitter is an interesting platform because for podcasters, it's, there's just, there's so much out there. And as soon as you put it out, like other people will forward it. It's, it's wild mm-hmm. because it's such a podcasting, like rich uh, platform. So I have listeners all around the world. And a lot of people have been reaching out and saying like, this is amazing because you're not a therapist or a doctor, Um, You're just talking to us about your stuff. And my tagline is say your shit. Mm -hmm. Um, I promise I won't curse too much on on Uh, yours. but (laughs) um, So I live with PTSD, bipolar, anxiety disorder, and adjustment disorder. And it's taken a long time to get to the point where I can live successfully with it and be self-aware enough to be able to function in society. Definitely wasn't for a long time. So lately I've been talking a lot about mental health and entrepreneurship and how it runs rampant it's almost it's the norm it's the norm that entrepreneurs will deal with mental health issues i know for me it is much much harder to i guess determine whether or not a client actually wants me to do the work for them i constantly am have some paranoia behind the scenes in my brain where i have to really sit and sort of meditate on it's okay, Brooke. Like they do want you to do the work. You're okay. And sometimes, you know, anxiety Brooke takes over and shoots off an email that makes no sense. And I have to kind of deal with it in the, in the aftermath. So my question to you is how comfortable, how vulnerable do you feel? When's the last time you felt anxiety as an entrepreneur or even just, in life, I mean, sure. you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a business owner, you're kind of the shit. My um,
1: business partner is also my husband, right? Yeah. exactly. <laughs> all, How does, does that together? work? <laughs> <laughs> we live, work, and sleep together, yeah. <laughs> And he's okay, we're not gonna uh, go that daddy. far, daddy, no, I gonna... <laughs> but no, he's my baby
0: daddy, yeah. yeah he's
1: my baby daddy, <laughs> he's a super cool dude, too, by the way. Yeah, like, he is. He's, he's, he's a good very dude, patient. he's yeah, he's kind of the yin yang, whichever I don't know which one is yeah. which, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm very type i d and he's sc in the whole disc assessment thing so we do balance each other out a lot so that's good um so yeah having the right partner in place is critical right Um, I'm more of the risk taker. He's not. So then we have that balance because I would take a lot more risks than what he would. So then it's kind of made that. But we've been in business now for 16 years. And, you know, your question of when do you feel anxiety or, you know, every day. I mean, there's always something new to, you know, new challenge to face. Or I always say we don't have challenges. No, we don't have. Let's see. We don't have problems. We have opportunities. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Now, now whether that's to learn and grow from whatever challenge it is that we're facing. But yeah, I mean, there's always that voice in the back of your head of like, uh, you know, am I doing the right thing or am I making the right choice or did I say the right thing or, you know, playing out what the conversation could be. I do that a lot in my head. Like, how could this have gone differently? Or if I have something that I'm about to face, I will play a conversation like a movie in my head of yeah. what i think it's gonna go huh. and then if it doesn't like it's not always but i like i try to prepare myself for different scenarios if, if this goes this way or this goes that way then i'm like literally playing in my head i mean we do video production so i, have right. a, I literally have movies playing in my head totally. all the time <laughs> it's your jam i mean yeah. i i <laughs> yeah. have that visual of like you know what could potentially happen or or you know if this then this and right. i do think a long-term you know more futuristic and advanced, like the outcome of this if it goes this way then you know so what those scenarios are and like kind of making some I try to try to make predictions of what could happen or how to you know anticipate different things that could go wrong or different
0: things that could go right have Um, you had something that has gone horribly wrong and I'm not asking for details of the actual thing that went wrong but to the point of like you physically feel like, cause when we talk about mental illness and I, I realize that my guests aren't necessarily ever going to, um, you know, have been diagnosed with something, sure. but you know, a lot of my listeners are, you know, dealing with things that are just physically, it's, it's almost like they're incapable or, you know, some of us are incapable of getting up out of bed and, mm-hmm. and doing the things that are, required of them have you ever felt just crippled by something that's happened to you business wise or or even in personal life where you yeah had I to mean, like really I
1: so let's see I can't quite remember what year it was now um I think six years ago yeah. I had a really major huge uh snowmobile accident because I was being very oh, risky and was like went evil Knievel on a snowmobile uh-huh. and didn't turn out well right. and I um basically pulled every ligament Tore every Dang. all the meniscus, everything. I mean, yeah, this close to total knee replacement. And right, it, I was basically, I <laughs> long story short, I couldn't drive for like six months. I right. had physical therapy, had surgery, oh, I had worse. Um, you know, I was on prescription drugs yep. for six months totally. and um, addicted to them, not realizing it. Yeah, you know, I didn't That'll understand. Fuck with your and head, that. I mean, it was totally, sure. I and the thing I just because I'd never gone through that before and yeah. not realized how much I was, because I was doing physical therapy and people had to drive me there every day. Yeah. And I was on two different boards, two different time frames, Yeah, and people had to drive me to different places and I started to get everything all screwed up. So yeah. I had somebody drive me to the wrong board meeting, to the wrong place, at the wrong day, the wrong time. Right. And this is toward the end when I, of the, of me taking these, you know, it was hard to prescription oh yeah narcotics right oh, yeah and it came to a point where I had to fire somebody because there was just some things that were happening and right. um I was like I can't be on these drugs anymore I'm nope. getting so confused with so many things and I can't remember things right my right. head's just not in the right space
0: totally so I just
1: stopped taking them not realizing oh, yeah. that you have to you should wean yourself off I yep. didn't get it I didn't understand that I was addicted to them yep. and I quit taking, and I was sick. I oh, mean, yeah. I was like... It fucks you up, ...putridly off. sick yes. for, for a few days. Like, I couldn't move. It's and, like coming ugh, off heroin. I mean, it was people it was, don't get I didn't that. I don't even know what that is, but I, it was worse. It's, I mean, like, it was exactly probably what worse. It is. At least it felt that way. Yeah. And so I had to get in some pretty good space getting out of that. Um, and so as a result of all of that, though, like, there's some bad reviews out there on, you know, whatever stupid review site there oh, is that, really? you know, employer review, yep, Glassdoor totally. or whatever and oh, you know, from the person. From the person yeah. 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 And, and so, um, you know, there's just some stuff that happened during that time frame, And so to recover from all of that, and then just, you know, there was yeah. some things that occurred. I gained so much weight because it's I trauma. was so mo- immobilized and right. just not, my, my muscles were atrophied. I mean, it was totally. awful in my knee and totally. anyway, and I, I did, I gained weight. I got really depressed. Yeah. I got super, I mean, absolutely it was just not healthy at all. And, yeah. you know, going through all of that was, was, not the best i mean and you know got in trouble with a lot of different things and didn't like it and you know had to pull myself out of it and do some things And this last year has gone a lot better i've lost weight i've gone through some like it's possible medical weight loss Yep, right did um you know just kind of like decided i need to turn things around and do do better and and really did and on the surface, everything, you know, seemed like it was all put together. Right. Cause, you know, you you of do what you do, you, keep you, you that... just keep going, uh-huh. you keep doing, yep. but behind the scenes, it's like, yeah, just deal with some shit that, you, yeah. you, you know, seriously like, was not anticipated and, you know, things happened. And I, you know, we, uh, we moved out of the space that we were in for the business and mm-hmm. got out of that sticky situation because it, the building was just not, what we needed it to be. Yeah. And so there's um, a lot of situational Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. type
0: of things. And, And I, I talk a lot about this too, where, you know, my trauma was, was as a child, but we live in a traumatic environment already just as human beings, but especially in business, you know, things can really throw you off. And when you're an entrepreneur and your income and your livelihood, especially when you're a married couple and own the business and you're doing it together kind of thing. When something like that throws you off, I mean, it's traumatic in so many different ways. And to be able to like pick yourself up out of that, so many entrepreneurs can't do it. And they just, it, it just, you know, burns Mm -hmm. in in a fiery mess. So do you feel like, you know, I talk a lot about self-awareness when that was all happening, that you were, you were able to sort of look at your mistakes and then you know, go from there? Were you you feeling depressed because you weren't able to like function? How did you make the change from I'm not okay to I'm going to be okay and like make the, you know, start? Yeah. How did you start?
1: Well, I think that it has to, I think I didn't realize what was happening when it was happening. Right. Until after after a while and then I, it, it took some time to, to understand what was going on because, you know, when you lose clients or you lose employees or all those right. things affect you and, yes. you know, it, it, those are the things that can trigger and you recognize and understand that, oh, okay, I need to take a step back and yeah. just figure some
0: shit <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, I feel like it's a good it. thing. Yeah, totally. So many, I, I've made so many mistakes and, you know, you, you just get out in front of them and, make sure that that you say your shit and that you're open and honest about things and i'm not saying you know go and tell the world that you know you had this issue with with narcotics i mean even (laughs) though if you did 90 percent of the you know country would be like yeah same girl you Mm -hmm. know i same thing happened to me but it's like a huge epidemic it's an epidemic Yeah, it's like growing
1: growing more and more and i can totally relate to it because you just Uh don't realize it no because you know, you're in pain, you're popping pills. It's like, it's totally legit. The doctor's giving it to you and you're not even, exactly. yeah.
0: So it's (laughs) wild. So I I think that's, that's what sort of leads into this, you know, as an entrepreneur, as somebody who has a lot of weight on your shoulders. I know for me, especially just the only way I'm paying my bills is if I hustle, that's Mm -hmm. it. That's the only way. I know that like And that doesn't change if you're a hundred thousand dollar company or a two million dollar company.
1: There will always be Exactly another set of opportunities. (laughs) Exactly. Problems, opportunities, Uh, challenges, whatevs.
0: (laughs) Like they're absolutely opportunities. And Mm -hmm. once you can start seeing it as as that, your anxiety level can go down. I don't know if you've seen Mm -hmm. that as well, but it's like you know, shit happens. It's going to happen more when you're the boss. Yeah. It just is. And if well, you can deal with it. That's what sometimes like there will be
1: issues that people will come to me with that are huge issues for them. And yeah. for me, it's like, dude, I got bigger fish to fry. Right? Like, this is not that right. big of a deal. But then I have to kind of take a step back and like, okay, they've never gone through half the shit that I've gone exactly. through before. So they're not going to realize that this little thing that they're all up in arms about right. is like nothing compared that to the weight really of the world that we point. have yep. and like now sometimes things will occur and I'm like eh, yep been yep. there done that or just like
0: I've already dealt with way worse
1: than this yeah we can, we can deal with this, this you is do not have a big to deal, remember you know? to bring yourself
0: down to this like <laughs> compassion level exactly. and be like you know instead of have just like to, running through things like I got this I got I remember this. to have the empathy yes, that I you that know sometimes just get numb to it totally. And I, totally yeah I
1: have to remember that to be empathetic is, is very important is as a leader. <laughs>
0: it really is. Because people do. They look up to you. And I may not have like a full staff like you do, but even like with friends and, and colleagues and all of that, you do have to have empathy, especially in like the tech world where people aren't quite understanding what you're saying. And, you know, you have to have that empathy. That's where I think so many people, you know, in either the tech world or sort of the, mm-hmm. the complex business world have to be even more empathetic and it can Mm -hmm. be even more stressful um when you're trying to explain things to people and they don't quite understand and you don't want to get too frustrated. And that's that's hard to do when you're just like ready to go and like you're ready to produce things and you're kind of like waiting for everybody else, you know? (laughs) To catch up. Oh, that happens to me a lot. Like I'm
1: ready to go. I'm an activator. I want I want to get shit done and like have people follow along and like there's still 10 steps behind me and I'm already waiting. (laughs) I have to, you're right. I have to like slow down, let people catch up to what I, you know, (laughs) what we want to do. And it's it's all
0: self-awareness to know that. Cause even like when you said that about the the disc, we're talking about those personality tests. Mm -hmm. And I think we're both, are you activator number one on your strengths finder?
1: Actually, my number one is command. Yeah.
0: Okay. That makes
1: (laughs) sense. But then it's it's IDA. And no, it's so, so command Woo. Uh huh. So I'm gonna okay, woo you, and I'm gonna, but
0: I'm not That's then I'm gonna three. woo you into
1: it, and then um, ideation, um, activation, includer. Okay. Yeah, it's something I can't
0: remember. So yes. I bring this up because, like, I'm activator woo. Um, empathy is actually my fifth nice. Um, Yeah. Good. I was like, yeah, I think (laughs) I've worked so hard at this, you know, (laughs) like maybe it wasn't, you know, 10 years ago, but we're not talking about 10 years ago. Yeah. But the disc part too, you know, I'm high D and high I. So that's an issue too, where I have to walk in going, you know, for example, you and I, I know that you and I are a lot alike. I have to be really aware of the fact that we don't want to clash because that could, that could be obviously a problem, but I want to be involved in your business and your life. So I have to be super aware. Do you find that too, where you have mm-hmm. to realize like, this may be a, a power struggle or this may be like a clashing of personalities. And like, how do you, how do you check yourself before you say something check ridiculous before you, wreck before, before you wreck yourself in a business <laughs> situation? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I do understand that sometimes I can be intimidating, and I've had that feedback before that I can be super intimidating. I've been
0: called aggressive, but yeah, 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 that too. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. My my son got me a T shirt that said, "I'm not bossy, I am the boss." (laughs) (laughs) I love
0: that. I'm gonna need that. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) Speaking of my son, he's like, "Okay, it's time to wrap up. We got to wrap up. We're good.
0: (laughs) We're good. This is perfect because I'm gonna probably talk to." Um, a few other people as well about this topic. Um, I'm definitely moving into this speaking wise yeah. about entrepreneurship and, and mental health, because like I said, it, it just runs rampant and I kind of go, yeah, duh. You know, mm-hmm. like you gotta be kind of crazy to start a business. You like have to be. you do. So I'm almost like, uh, we're the norm. Like, it, yeah. come, you know, good luck to you. If you're not crazy, I need
1: to find whatever article, some, you know, I don't know, Harvard, Yale, whoever put it out yep. saying that every most entrepreneurs are ADHD, Yeah, which I subscribe to that <laughs> totally a hundred percent. Yeah, And that they're, they were never a plus students. And I right. again, subscribe to that a hundred percent. I didn't learn to read to like, fourth grade and I was dyslexic, all that kind right. of stuff. Like right. I think because of that, had to be super scrappy, had to come exactly. up with resources, had to problem solve, exactly. had to find other ways to do other things. Right. Unlike normal people who had it maybe a little easier, different, whatever. Exactly. And those straight A students, yeah. like,
0: sorry, but you have it easy because it just comes naturally to you. And right? yes, you do have to work hard. Please don't get us wrong. Yeah. But like you, that's exactly right. Of, it is yeah. a different kind. Yeah. And I feel like that's a really good place to leave this and my listeners to understand that if If you're feeling like you can't do something because you have all these diagnoses or you're ADD or you have anxiety disorder, please understand that we're both successful businesswomen. I'm sorry, but I quit my corporate job. Almost eight years ago, there's no way I could survive for eight years without being good at something. Right. Like, I'm, I'm doing right. something right as and a I single think mom. You know? I would be
1: a terrible employee after I, having I, been an entrepreneur exactly. for so long. Like, I, exactly. I, I wouldn't know
0: what to do. <laughs> exactly. So, it's, if you're sitting there thinking you can't start a business or, or you, you know, trust me, the crazy you are, <laughs> the better you're going to be at being an entrepreneur. Just take it from us. So That's right. <laughs> yes, I'll be coming back at you, uh, with a lot more from this and, you know, maybe Ray and I will revisit this because yeah. sometimes it, it jogs people's you know, thoughts into going, oh, hey, Brooke, I've got something else I'd love to say and like talk about. So anytime we want to do that, you know, let's do it. We'll have a a sequel, a series, a sequel cast. (laughs) Oh, stop. We got to stop with these words. (laughs) It's just the Ray and Brooke show. That's That's right. There you go. Thank you for listening. I hope that you all take care of yourselves and each other. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition podcast. Find more online at Peppershock.com.